He worked with some of rock's greatest, from Pink Floyd to Eric Clapton, and honed his unique sound to become one of the most sought-after composers of his time. Today, we'll be enjoying some of those sounds. The music of the great Michael Kamen, next on Frame Tracks. Michael Kamen was born in New York City in 1948. The son of a dentist and a teacher, he was always attracted to music and eventually studied at the High School of Music and Art, and then Juilliard. Early in his career, Kamen became well known as the guy for rock arrangements. He worked with all the great bands, including Queen, Pink Floyd, Aerosmith, Bon Jovi, David Bowie, Def Leppard, Sting, and the list goes on and on. Pink Floyd hired him in 1982 to arrange their music and to provide a score for the film version of the rock opera, The Wall. This set him up to become the composer of choice for many of Hollywood's films. In 1987, director Richard Donner hired Kamen to compose a rock jazz orchestra score for his new buddy cop film. As many of you know, I like to start off the music playing a piece from when the composer first came on my radar. For me, that was easily Richard Donner's Lethal Weapon. Kamen created a very unique score to accompany Donner's, at the time, groundbreaking film. To help him, he brought in buddies Eric Clapton and saxophonist David Sanborn. And the three turned out a score that had the ability to pump up the action, drama, and humor all at the same time. A difficult feat by any standards. So from that great film, Lethal Weapon, here is We're Leaving.
Lethal Weapon went on to spur three sequels and, surprisingly, came and composed the scores for all four films. And they are all wonderful scores, all with Clapton and David Sanborn. It's time for the trivia question for this episode. I'd be impressed if anyone uh, knew this without looking, but here it goes. While in college, Cayman had a friend that he formed a band with. That person went on to become a famous TV show's composer. The show was huge in the late 80s and early 90s. Who was that composer? Get that one and I'd be really impressed, but it's an interesting fact. The year after Lethal Weapon, Cayman was hired by director John McTiernan to compose a score for his new film about a group of high-tech robbers who take control of an L.A. building on Christmas Eve. Cayman agreed, but with one condition, and that was that he be allowed to adapt Beethoven's Symphony No. 9, Ode to Joy, into that score. McTiernan was not a fan of the idea, but trusted Cayman since he was hot off his hit Lethal Weapon. Cayman turned in one of the most iconic scores of the time. Die Hard would be another huge blockbuster success and would make Cayman easily one of the most sought-after composers of his time. The best track to show how well Cayman mixed Beethoven with his own composition is when the thieves finally break through the high-tech lock and enter the vault.
Just like Lethal Weapon, Die Hard also inspired a slew of sequels. At the time of this recording, there have been five Die Hard films total, each declining in quality. In Die Hard 2, the action moves from a building in sunny L.A. to an airport in snowy D.C. Although not as good a film as the original, at least they stuck with Cayman for the score, and as usual, he did not disappoint. When you set an action film in a snowy location, naturally you're going to have a chase, and what better way to do that than with snowmobiles. So from that film, Die Hard 2, this is Snowmobiles. Keeping with the adaptations theme, in 1985, former Monty Python member turned director Terry Gilliam turned to Cayman to score his dystopian satire, Brazil. The movie, starring Jonathan Price, went on to become a cult favorite. Cayman once again decided to utilize previously written music in his score, this time turning to the 1939 song, Watercolor of Brazil. But in typical Cayman fashion, his use of the song lifted the score to new heights. From that film, here is the title song, Brazil. (laughs) 
As I said, there are a total of four Lethal Weapon films, all brilliantly scored by Cayman. A few years ago, all four scores were released in a really great box set from Entrada. Cayman wrote a bunch of themes for the various characters that cropped up in the films, the best of which was the complex character of Riggs, played wonderfully by the pre-racist ranting Mel Gibson. Once again, Eric Clapton and David Sanborn collaborated with Cayman on this wonderful score. From Lethal Weapon 2, this is Riggs.
If you listen to my John Barry podcast, you'll hear a lot of the themes from the James Bond franchise. Well, in the late 80s, the James Bond franchise was in serious trouble. After Roger Moore left, his replacement, actor Timothy Dalton, was not being received well at all as the suave British agent. After Dalton's first outing, The Living Daylights, garnered mixed reviews, the producers decided it was time to move away from the slick, one-liner days of Moore and to push Bond into a more adult, darker realm. The result was License to Kill, which, well, it marked the end of Dalton as Bond, so that should tell you something. However, Kamen's take on the franchise was unique and proved to be quite entertaining. In fact, it was one of the few standout memories from the film. So from License to Kill, here is James and Felix. Thank you. 
1988, director Terry Gilliam reunited with Kamen on his latest epic, The Adventures of Baron Munchausen. The quirky tale starred Robin Williams, Jonathan Price, and Eric Idle in a story that simply can't be explained. It just must be viewed. Kamen helped provide the paint that Terry used on the remarkable canvas. The score is sweeping and epic and is considered easily one of Kamen's best. Here is the theme to The Adventures of Baron Munchausen. In 1995, Richard Dreyfuss starred in Mr. Holland's Opus, a story about Glenn Holland, a band director who influenced children for decades through his work. Obviously, when doing a movie about music, it's important to get someone of good caliber to do the score, and Kamen once again did not disappoint. Inspired by the events of the film, Kamen formed the Mr. Holland's Opus Foundation, which gives musical instruments to underfunded band programs. 
The film ends with Mr. Holland conducting an American symphony, a piece he worked on for decades. Kamen wrote the piece, which is remarkably inspirational. From Mr. Holland's opus, here is an American symphony.
1989, Kamen returned to the franchise that helped launch his career, Lethal Weapon. In the second outing, there was no need to set up the relationship between Martin and Riggs, and the film was two hours of full-tilt action. One of the best action sequences involved an attack in a still house. From that film, Lethal Weapon 2, here is Stilt House.
1986, Kamen collaborated with the rock band Queen to score the cult indie film Highlander. The low-budget film opened quietly but grew a cult following and is regarded as a classic today. Much of that can be attributed to the fantastic score Kamen composed with Queen. One of the signature tracks, Who Wants to Live Forever, was written by Kamen and Brian May, who also did the score for the film The Road Warrior. From Highlander, here is The Immortal Suite.
1999, director Brad Bird, known for his Pixar film The Incredibles, launched his directorial career with the low-budget animated film Iron Giant. When Bird hired Kamen, he told him he wanted an old European sound to the orchestra. So Kamen used the Czech Philharmonic and recorded the score in Prague. Bird stated that working with Kamen was one of the greatest experiences of his career. Sadly, Michael Kamen died in London from a heart attack in 2003, at the age of 55. His last recorded work appeared on Brian Adams' album Room Service, where he played the oboe and wrote the orchestration to I Was Only Dreamin'. Showing his influence when Annie Lennox won an Academy Award for her song in Return of the King, she dedicated her win to Kamen. It was a great loss to the film and music community. One of the last things he worked on was the score for the 2001 HBO miniseries Band of Brothers. The powerful series followed a troop during World War II, and Kamen's score was remarkably moving. In his honor, here is the theme to Band of Brothers.
Now to answer that trivia question, I asked with whom did Kamen start a band with while in college? He went on to be a composer for a famous TV show. The show was The X-Files and the composer was Mark Snow. Together, they formed a rock classical fusion band called New York Rock and Roll Ensemble. Snow and Kamen would perform oboe duets during the show. I bet that was something to see. As you may know, I like to wrap up the podcast with my favorite piece from the featured composer, this time being the late Michael Kamen. Many times, if the composer has been around a while, he'll score a not-so-great or or even terrible film, and such was the case with the 1991 Kevin Costner film Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. The movie was a huge summer blockbuster release, and as much as I wanted to, I did not care for it. I found it to be, frankly, a complete waste of time. However, there was one bit of shining light in the film, and that was Cayman's wonderful score. In my view, it could very well be one of his best. If you don't believe me, you will in just a second. This will take us to the end of the episode of Frame Tracks. If you have any questions or comments, please email me at info at frametracks, that's F-R-A-M-E-T-R-A-X dot com, and feel free to write comments in the site or on iTunes. And now, to close out this episode, here is the theme to Robin Hood.
enjoyed listening to Frame Tracks, please log in and leave me a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Feel free to email me questions, requests, or comments to info at frametracks.com. That's F-R-A-M-E-T-R-A-X. And please support these great composers by purchasing their music. Until next time, this is Frame Tracks.